All right. Well, we are here. Welcome, everybody. From 9930, we get together uh, for the Prayer Revolution, which is an opportunity for us to pause, breathe, say a little bit, say a little prayer of connection to ourselves and to the Lord in our heart. And then we have a conversation about it, about how to bring the mood of prayer into our daily life beyond just asking for a few things, asking for peace, asking for serenity, asking for this, that, and the other, but really making ourselves available to a, a higher a higher way of living, um, a higher tuning into a higher frequency of surrender, of divine guidance, of, of um, curiosity and humility and eagerness to, to find the gifts that are being offered to us on a daily basis and the challenges that come along with that. So with that, Vir Bhajra, lead us lead us in, in, a, in a moment of prayer. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Thank you so much for sharing and grateful to be exploring with all of you guys this morning. So grateful. I'm going to start off. Um, this is a, it's a very, very short prayer, um, but I'll just take it from there. It is um, from Bhaktivinoda Thakur, a great saint in the Bhakti tradition. And he's speaking about being present, being present with, with God, being present in our life. We can, uh, those of us that are not familiar with prayer, then just find a comfortable seat, find a pause in your morning or your day, wherever you are in your evening. Find a pause, start connecting to your breath, just taking nice deep inhales and exhales. And stop doing whatever you're doing, just be right now. Take a few minutes just to be and to receive the energy of grace into your life. Whatever it is that you need right now, I'll share a few words, I'll share a prayer from my heart. My intention is that that prayer is the medicine that you need. And, and maybe the words aren't exactly the words, but the energy, the energy of grace, exactly what you need in your life comes into your heart. Let's open up to receive. Forget the past that sleeps and the future dream at all, but act in times that are with thee, in progress thee shall call. My Lord, today I pray to you that wherever my mind wanders due to its flickering and unsteady nature, please help me to bring it back under control of my higher self. Please help me to bring it back to awareness that you're with me walking on the path right this moment. No matter what's taking place in my life, whether I'm experiencing the highs of the material world or the lows of this world, that help me to bring my mind back to remembering you, remembering that you're my dear most friend, remembering that you're with me as a shepherd and I may experience the storms of the day, I may experience darkness of the night, I may forget you in the brilliance of the sun, but that you're with me always. Please help us to bring our mind back to that truth, that in our hearts, the Lord is sitting there with our individual soul. And right now in these moments, we can remember that we're never alone, that we're always with our dear most friend. In every single moment of our life, we have the opportunity to, to soften, to soften the grips, the beliefs that we have, the limiting beliefs, you know, whatever the 
projection is of future happiness or future suffering or the past regrets or the past thrills that we've had in our life. That life doesn't exist in the past or the future, but it exists right now in the moment. It exists right now in this moment. And in that connection with you, life becomes an adventure. No matter what's taking place, I enter back into that state of discovery and begin to see everything in the world is happening for my growth, for my development, for my transformation of heart. Everything is leading me toward the deepest treasures, my connection with you and the expression of love for my soul. Let us have that courage and please give us that faith and, and help us to see that reality. Help us to know that you're with us right now. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Beautiful. Can you, can you read those first lines from Bhakti Vinod Thakur one more time? There's just a few short lines. So powerful. Give me one second. Yeah, no, take your time. Just closed it up. It is, um, Forget the past that sleeps and the future dream at all, but act in times that are with thee and progress thee shall call. So apropos in our current circumstance, of, mm. uh, I was, I was uh, I, uh, talking with somebody yesterday and I think that you know, the, situ the, the, the situation we are right now in, in COVID-19, the question is, how long is this going to last? You know, it's going to be another week, another month, another two months, the rest of the year, et cetera. And it's easy to get into that mode of anxiety of uncertainty in the future. And yesterday, uh, April 7th, was the beginning of the 2020 100 Day Project, which is uh, for 100 days, artists or people, you know, you ideas that you... Uh, you do some creative work, you write something, draw something, post something, and you post it on, on, um, on, uh, on Instagram or social media every day as, as an accountability. The idea is that you do it every day so that you, know, you don't think about being perfect, you don't think about creating these masterpieces, you just do it every day, you show up regardless of the quality. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so I started mine yesterday and I started doing what I called it a, a hundred, I calling it my 100 one day at a time project or a hundred just for today project where I have this daily book of meditations and reflections. And at the end of them, there's this little section, it's called just for today. Meaning that, you know, there's whatever's go like, it's like sometimes I was thinking of Burjampu in the Japa book that we reference sometimes. You know, some of us, we have these, these commitments or vows to, to chant a certain amount of, of Japa every day. So we have these mala beads and there's 108 beads on one round of mala. And then we chant that, full round you know a certain number of times you know some of us might chant 16 times in a day so what's 16 times 108 it's, it's a lot i don't even know it's like a lot of mantras you know and he says how do you chant how do you how do you convince your mind to do all of that and he says you chant one mantra at a time mm. you know just like one step at a time mm -hmm. um, and so um it's a lot of a lot of thoughts are coming to my mind a lot of stories a lot of a lot of um comparisons analogies but just that idea of just like 
all I have right now is the present day and the present moment. Let me just focus on one step, one piece of the journey at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, DG. I'm loving it. And, and uh, you know, just that's the only place that life exists, you know? Yeah. The idea that our happiness is in the future, you know, and it never comes, mm. you know, because it, it always stays in the future. And we talked about that doing consciousness, being in the mode of passion where it's like, man, yeah, happiness is like, when those problems get solved or happiness is like when I'm on that vacation mm. or happiness is when the coronavirus is done or, you know, yeah. when I get that relationship or whatever it is, right. Yeah. When I find my purpose then I'll be happy. And, and um, it's, it's really like this incredible postponement of life. You know, we're like postponing life and, mm. um, and, uh, and, and in the process really missing out, missing out the only, the only real place that life exists in the moment, the only real place that bhakti exists, right? Bhakti's not in the past, bhakti's not in the future, you know, bhakti's in a connection in the moment, mm. being able to have our consciousness fixed on the Lord or have our consciousness fixed on a, a mood of service and, and, uh, and then sharing that in the moment, mm. sharing that consciousness. And so I was appreciating that as I was going to bed last night. I know how much I am in the, I'm in the future and I'm in the past. I know that my mind is just constantly fluctuating. And, yeah. and in those fluctuations, you know, I'm, I'm missing life. And so it's kind of like those, you know, those sort of like commitments of like, man, I don't want to miss life. Like, man, I don't, I don't want to suffer, you know, like I want to be happy. You know, like there's these like feelings, you know, that, yeah, I want to be happy. You know, I don't want to yeah. miss out. I don't want to miss out on, on the party. And, uh, and it's, it's literally every moment there's a party, you know, and yeah. this, the senses and the conditioned mind, it just keeps us out of this adventure that's unfolding yeah. right now. So yeah, that's something that I'm, I'm reflecting on. And as I was going to bed last night too, and it, it's such an interesting thing. Like last night, cause I woke up super, super early this morning. Cause I was, um, I was doing worship for the deities at the Bhakti centers doing the, the, tr- the traditional worship, beautiful meditation. And uh, I woke up really early, like 3.30 this morning. So I went to bed really early last night. I like started winding down at like 7.30. I was like, I was like, really? You're going to start to wind down at 7.30? I was like, what? Like, that, that's, that's not okay. Like, there's still way too much day to be had. Loser. There's, right. There's, there's way too much to do still, you know? And, um, and I just, I started to, I was like, okay, come on, just lean into it. You're going to wake up early, you know, just, just lean into it. See what it's like. I started leaning into it and just noticing, like, as I lean into, like, mm. this slower pace of life, I, as I lean into, like, you know, going to bed earlier and rising earlier, it's like, there's this real fulfillment that's inside. Like, oh, oh, now I'm sitting down to read earlier. Now I'm sitting down to journal and write and reflect. And it's like, all those things that, like, I'll end up going to bed wishing I would have had more time to do. It's uh, it's kind of counterintuitive, but um, yeah. but yeah, actually slowing down and really being present in those moments. So, yeah. yeah, you're you're inspiring a lot of people to go to bed earlier. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people where uh, you know, somebody said it's the sudden realization that you're old. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> getting, getting, yeah. getting there. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 somebody else with the sudden realization that you're okay. It's like what what is what is that feeling that I'm not allowed? It it, it also kind of it what I what I'm hearing is that it's it um it speaks to the power of culture mm. and the culture that we surround ourselves in. You know what I mean? And like, who's determining what's okay, not okay? You know what I mean? It's like, like we talked a little. We talked yesterday. We talked about going to India. We had some uh, 
we, we talk about jaundice and, get, and getting shot. Um, but uh, um, the, the benefits of going to a, a spiritual culture um, is that when you're, so, you know, when you, when you go to, in, so when we spend time in India and the places that we go and in the, the, the mood of the pilgrims that we go with, there's this, it's, it's kind of like certain spiritual practices are just easier because it's just the, the mode of nature that people are in, mm-hmm. you know, everyone around you is going to bed earlier. Everyone around you, you know, everyone around you is waking up earlier. It's like, Oh, okay, I'll do that too. Mm-hmm. But if it's, it's New York city in the summer and it's, you know, you know, 11 o'clock at night, people are still out partying. You go to sleep and you're just like, I, I feel like a loser. Like, why do I, why am I going to bed? The world is still so active outside of me, you know? And so I think it's, it's, it's in order for that to continue, like in order for us to, first of all, we're stepping out against the grain and recognizing that like, oh, I, I'm choosing not to flow in this stream of culture. You know what I mean? Like we're all flowing in a stream of culture because it, it influences our values and what we feel is okay and what we feel is right or wrong. Like who's, wh- why does it feel weird to go to bed at 7.30? Because culture conditions us to think otherwise. Oh no, you're supposed to watch, that's prime, prime time. 8 to 10 p.m. is prime time television. Like that's when you're supposed to be, you know, eating ice, eating a pint of ice cream and watching a movie, you know? And so, but who's determining that? And so I'm, I'm kind of, it's, it's just hearing a little bit about um, that sometimes our spiritual aspirations stand in the face of, of the culture we surround ourselves in. And that's a hard challenge. And, um, but to recognize that like, oh, I'm not doing something wrong. I'm just going against the grain of a particular culture that I'm um, submerging mm-hmm. myself in. And how could I choose to pick myself up and put me in a different culture? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, what culture do I want to surround myself in? Because my culture so much determines what I feel is okay or not okay for me to be doing at any given time. And it will, yeah. it's like a, it's like a river, culture is like a river. It's like a stream that, that just flows in a certain direction, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. New York city, right. It's the river of passion, man. It's, oh my it's God. like, you know, you're, you're, it's like, you just like, you just like put your consciousness just slightly you're like oh you just like soften the reins a little bit and you're like like flowing down the river rapids two seconds later i oftentimes think about it i'm like because i still like you know i like from probably about like 15 to 22 like i partied and i drank and smoked and you know had so like a total socialite socialite social life and partied a lot and and um mm-hmm. and i think about new york like oftentimes like i'm out and i'm like I'm not that far removed from that. Like that's, that's mm. still like, I still smell like certain fragrances, like, you know, a certain incense type of incense burning in New York, you know, and that's a very fresh fragrance. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, that's an interesting smell. You know, like, like I still feel all those, th- those, those feelings and those conditionings and those, those uh, desires are still there. They're not like, they're not like finished totally, you know, yeah. I don't act on them. Um, but, but um man, like if just like letting the mind just go slightly, it's like, boom, I'll like be in like a bar. Like I'll, I'll like sleep through prayer revolution tomorrow. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know, stayed out too late. Got it was hung over the next day, you know? So it's like, it's like actually just like really recognizing like, wow, like the whole world and especially a city like New York or, you know, there's so many, so many cities in the world that are like that too. Yeah. They're like, there's, it's like a powerful river rapid, you know, passion ignorance yeah. who who we put ourselves into contact with right when we're in india together all of a sudden we're waking up at three four o'clock five o'clock every single morning and like 
no problem. You know, maybe a little sleepy, but we're like, we're pumping. We're going for two hour walks and we're going to temples and we're meditating and we're doing yoga. And then we're, it's kind of like, it's not even like a, a question, you know? And so, yeah. so, um, so powerful just recognizing what river rapids are around me. You know, let me just be conscious of that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm around powerful energy that if I let myself go too much and I just kind of go with that culture, go with that flow, that it, it may take me somewhere that I'm not really, I'm not really interested in going. You know? Yeah, totally. And, so. I, I remember the first time I went to India, I was, uh, I was a, I was a young monk. I was 18 or 19 years old. And, and uh, I just was wearing, I just wore robes all the time. So I wore a dhoti around my waist and a chatter and a shirt. And, uh, you know, when I was there, like, you, you know, the uh, utilities are much simplified. So I was washing my clothes by hand every day in a bucket. You just wash your clothes in hand every day in a bucket and then you hang it out to dry outside. And I did that every month. I was like, this is so cool. This is so efficient. And it's just like part of, it became like a meditation, like part of my day, you know, just like, just kind of easing it. It's like I got to wake up, do my spiritual practice, have breakfast, wash my clothes, do some reading, maybe take a nap, have lunch. It was like, like a very, just kind of like a piece, like a mode of goodness type of lifestyle. I was like, I'm going to do this when I get back. And I remember getting back to America. I was living in Southern California in an ashram there. And just being in like an American city and like, I remember like, I was just like, no one else was washing their clothes in a bucket. Everyone was using, there was like laundry machines everywhere. And I remember just washing my clothes in a bucket after two days. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? Like everyone's like looking at me like, why are you wasting your time doing that? And I was like, yeah, why am I doing this? You know? And I just went back and started using the laundry machine again. You know what I mean? Or just whatever it is, you know, somebody posted up, I think Sarah Lefleur, she posted that such a culture shock going and spending time living in an ashram she did for a couple months she mentioned and then coming back it's like it's 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 so hard to keep that resolve sometimes and, and i just want to clarify it's not it's not indian culture like versus american culture it's it's spiritual culture that is is very alive in certain places of the world but you can we can create that culture here it's not that you have to go to india in order to be spiritual you can do that right here. And I think that's part of, I mean, that's part of the prayer revolution. Why we, why, why, why it's a revolution. It's not just a, it's a, it's a revolution of consciousness that we're trying to create spiritual culture. Mm -hmm. We're trying to establish spiritual culture and spiritual culture isn't wearing a certain type of clothes. It's not shaving your head. It's not, you know, eating certain types of foods. Like it has to be Indian food or this food or that food. But it's 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 a culture of consciousness that manifests in our external activities in different ways. But it starts with that cu culture of the heart. It's really creating a spiritual culture of the heart. That um, and then and then external culture is a way of living that protects that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Culture is some is just a way of life that um, supports and protects and and encourages certain values either spoken or unspoken values mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so it's it's really a question of what are what are what are my values what am i really what am i really striving for in this life what are we as a society striving for like you, like you can you can tell a lot about society's values by the way they function in culture mm -hmm. and so it's like imagine if you're just like an alien race looking at earth or looking at america or looking at your life what would they think you value? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What is it that you value based on the way that culture structures things? And I think it's just, it's, it's that, that, that courageous step of saying, oh, I'm not going to just flow with the stream of culture. I'm going to determine 
what I value, and then I'm going to set up a culture on my life to protect that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, the people that I associate with, the foods that I eat, the time I go to sleep, the time I wake up, the totally. music, the music I listen to, the, the books I read, the things I go to on my computer, what I watch, like everything starts to kind of it can support that spiritual consciousness it can support that you know yeah and if we're we're looking at it and we're exploring we're seeing it's like wow okay as i go through my days like what thoughts support that you know yes and, and what what activities support that and what yes. people support that when i yes. watch that does that support it's like everything yeah, either exactly everything either becomes it's a supportive element or it's like no this is kind of taking me away from my goal this is sort of this yes. is taking me away from that consciousness and and uh that awareness right and that 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 being conscious of those choices that we're making and then being aligned with actually working with that goal that's what we're we're looking to create that culture right create yeah. that culture supporting that consciousness yeah because otherwise it's just so easy to wander just wandering through through life you know what i mean there's mm -hmm. a, um there is a uh, somebody, um, I've heard this, it's called this principle of the path, mm. principle of the path that, that destiny, that direction, not intention determines your destination. Mm. And so it's like, you know, you get on, like if you're in New York city, you get on the F train going uptown, you're going to wind up on 57th street. No matter how much I pray or, or meditate, I'm going to get on the F train going uptown. I'm not going to end up in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like my intention, my prayer was to end up in Brooklyn. It was like, no, you, but, but you got on the F train going uptown. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's the direction of that train. And so sometimes we have an intention for our life, but the path we place ourselves on with our activity and our choices is in a totally different direction. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, how did I end up in here in life? Well, if you backtrack and, and, and retrace your steps, you'll see that you were on a, I was on a path. Mm -hmm. I was on a path. I'm, I'm always on a path that leads me directly to where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're always on a path that leads me directly to where we are. And sometimes this, this, this principle is very easy to, to kind of understand in driving, in public transit, in hiking, in travel. Like, oh, I want to go somewhere. I need to create a map to get there. But mm -hmm. sometimes in terms of like the life direction and spirituality, we just kind of think like, any path will get me there. Anything will just get me to where I want to go. It's like, no, like I want to reach a specific destination. I need to put myself on a path that's going to take me there. I need to, I need to determine what, what life activities are going to support that and what are going to deter me from that. Mm -hmm. And that's spiritual culture. You know, that's mm -hmm. spiritual practice. That's where you get, you know, in yoga, you have the yamas and the niyamas, mm -hmm. basically the do's and the don'ts. It's not just some like, some rules of like these things are good these things are bad it's like if you want to achieve because what is the ultimate the, the ashtanga yoga the yamas and the niyamas asana pranayam you know pratyahara uh dharana dhyana dharana dhyana and samadhi you know what i mean i want samadhi i want these higher states of meditation okay start with then mm. your sensual engagements mm -hmm. so uh mm -hmm. preach on brother come on preach, let's hear preach. it Love it. No, I love it. And it's, it's something that's like, okay, you know, so often, you know, uh, Swami Prabhupada would say, first become conscious, you know, then become God conscious or then become yes. Krishna conscious. And it's, it's, uh, we're getting guidance all the time. We're getting guidance all the time. Every moment of our life, there's guidance taking place, mm. you know, and, and we feel it, right? It's so, so much of it is like, man, okay, like after we've done something, and the more we get in touch, actually, that, that inner voice, that inner feeling, 
what we feel like, nah, that was out of integrity. I feel sluggish after eating that meal, or I, I didn't sleep as good eating food late at night, or I hung out with that person and man, like I just, like we were just gossiping the whole time and like it didn't feel good, you know, or whatever it is. There's so many activities that we're gonna be engaged in, just being conscious actually. Like DG, you're, you're pointing it out, like, and I wanna become a more compassionate person. I wanna become a more grateful person. I wanna become a more loving person. I wanna be a more kind person. And the activities in my life, what I'm putting through my senses, people I'm associating mm. with, it has to be aligned with that. It, yeah. If it's aligned with that, then I'm building that consciousness. I'm supporting that consciousness. And, and I'm going to be in that river, right? I'm going to be in a river of grace instead of a, a river of, you know, more unconscious, you know, just kind of being taken by material yeah. energy, being taken by uh, New York City, First Avenue. Yeah, taken yeah, down, yeah. Taken down to the Hudson. Taken, take them down to the Hudson. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think that from the beginning of the prayer you mentioned, like, it's like, how do I, because sometimes, I mean, I just, it just, I just continuously going back to this, because this is what I hear often from people that I talk about, talk to about like spiritual culture and practice that sometimes it just can get so overwhelming of like, holy crap. So I gotta, I gotta shift my whole culture in life. Great. Okay. I gotta, I, I gotta, I got to reroute this ship and it can just kind of seem like this idea of like wanting to fast forward and get there sooner than later mm -hmm. and the struggle that goes with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we don't allow ourselves to make incremental changes over time, one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And the story that, a story that came to my mind initially right at the beginning is that um, there's this documentary and, and, and we've got to wrap up in a few minutes, but there's this documentary, it's a, it's a movie documentary, it's called Touching the Void. You ever, you ever seen it? No, it's about these uh, these two uh, mountain climbers, and so these two I think they're they're British or Australian I forget, and they're in Peru I think it is South America, and they're climbing this mountain, and they're kind of like these young adventurous guys climbing up this mountain, and there's this code of mountain mountain height mountain climbing like serious like like you know scaling massive cliffs, and um, you know they they tie themselves to each other by the waist so that if one person falls the other person catches them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's this code that you never cut the rope, mm -hmm. like never cut the rope. Like you always like you, 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 you climb and you live and die together. Mm -hmm. And so they, they made it up this very treacherous kind of people were warning against it at this dangerous time of year. They made it all the way to the top and they're like, great, we made great time. And then they realized we have to start making it down quickly because like a snowstorm was coming. And so they're making their way down and this massive blizzard snowstorm hits them on the side of this mountain in Peru. And I think it was Peru. And um, they recognize like they're running out of water. They're they literally, they're, they're like, they're melting ice, ice cubes to drink water. And they're just like, they're losing direction and they're, they're, they're starving and they're just making their way down. And then at a certain point, one of the guys, like he, he falls and he breaks his leg. Oh my gosh. One of the guys breaks his leg and they're like, they're so far from base camp and they're just like, oh my God. Like already we weren't sure if we were going to make it in time or not. And so they tie themselves to each other and they just start kind of sliding down this mountain. Like they're just going one step at a time. And then all of a sudden the guy with the broken leg, he's on, he's like in this thing, the ground falls out from under him, the ice, and he falls down this cliff. And the guy who's healthy, is holding on to him and the guy with the broken leg is just suspended in air just suspended in air being held by this other guy who's holding him by the waist and they're like they're there for like an hour and the guy doesn't have the strength to pull him back up the blizzard's coming and the guy who's holding him with the healthy leg 
he's like, I got to make a choice. I got to make a choice. And so he does, he, he decides, he's like, this guy's probably dead. If I don't cut him, we're both going to die. Mm. They can't communicate with each other because they're so far away. So he cuts the rope. He cuts the rope. And the guy with a broken leg falls, I don't know how many feet down into like this chasm of this cave of this like ice area. And he falls down in there, but he's still alive. And he's like, what the hell just happened? And he literally, somehow, he literally crawls himself out of that cave with a broken leg. And he's just staring at this massive landscape of land by himself alone with a broken leg. And he, what he does, the way, like he, it's this, it's this incredible survival story of how this guy like spends hours, like days, weeks of almost dying. But what he does is, and this is the point of the story, I'm not just trying to tell a funny, adventure, uh, interesting adventure story, is he looks at a rock that maybe is 10 feet away or 15 feet away. And he says, I'm gonna give myself 10 minutes to get to that rock. Mm. And he's like, that's all I gotta focus on. I don't have to, there's a million rocks in front of me on this path I need to get to. He's like, I'm just gonna give myself 10 minutes to get to that one rock. And that's all he focuses on. Mm-hmm. It's like all his energy and he gets to that rock. Then he looks at the next rock. I'm gonna give myself 45 minutes to get to that rock way over there. That's all he focuses on. And he does that for days and weeks he's just like that's all he focuses it's like one rock it's like if i focus on the thousand rocks ahead of me i'm gonna go insane mm-hmm. i'll never get there my mind will drive me crazy i'll like mm-hmm. get so too discouraged too depressed but if, but if i break it down all i gotta do he's like i can get to that rock in 10 minutes mm-hmm. i can get to that rock in 10 minutes and he does that and it's to the near brink of death and he survives and he helped narrates his story but it's just like it's just how do how do how do i cross mountains it's just like one rock at a time Mm-hmm. Break it down. Break it down into bites. How do I chant all my two hours of meditation every day? One minute mm-hmm. at a time. Mm-hmm. Don't tell. Don't tell your mind you have two hours of meditation ahead of you. Tell your mind, just focus for the next minute. Mm-hmm. Focus on the next sound vibration. Focus on just this. Do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And so it's like just for today, one day at a time, right now. That's like your prayer in the beginning. You know, forget the past with dreams or the future dreams at all. Like to the moment that we've been given right now. And I think that that's how we, that's how we change the course of life. That's how we shift the culture we live in. That's how we shift the culture of the heart. It's just like one, one thought, one decision at a time. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, it's a true story. Amazing, DG. Thank you for sharing that. My God, I'm loving, loving the comments flowing after that, you know, just being able to see, you know, yeah, the eye of the bird, right? It's like that focus, right? It's like focus on, where we can put energy right now, where we can direct yeah. that energy right now in this moment. And it's so powerful, Bubba. I love yeah. it. Thank you guys so, so much. We love being with you. Uh, oh, we got the thumbs up from Lolita Priya, Lauren Ross Creative. You guys are awesome. She's, she's, <laughs> she's encouraging us. That's great. She, she's going to renew our contract at the Bhakti Center. So uh, for keeping the show going. Um, we love you guys so much. Your blessing in our lives. We love seeing you. Um, please write to us if you have any questions, thoughts, reflections, feedback. Um, and um, we'll see you guys tomorrow, right? See you tomorrow, Baba. See you okay. tomorrow. See you guys tomorrow. Love a, you. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you so a, much for tuning have a, in. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. See you, bro.